What's up, guys? This is going to be another episode of Painting the Padres. Uh, Logan and I are going to chat a little bit about our favorite team. Uh, coming off a loss in Colorado that drops the Padres to 83-68, and 68, now behind Philadelphia for that last wildcard spot and two games up on Milwaukee. They played pretty well uh, over the last week or so, had a nice little five-game winning streak there. Uh, but then lost the finale to the Cardinals and lost the opener to the Rockies. So I guess my first question is, how confident are you in our postseason chances? I would say I'm averagely confident, 50%-ish. You know, I was very confident after that Cardinals series, but then last night really frustrated me to face a guy who had a 6 ERA in Coors and to basically kind of get lucky to score any runs off of him because – you know, I mean, besides Manny's hit, it wasn't like we did much offensively. Um, you know, it's very frustrating. It's an extremely frustrating team because they show you that they can compete against any team in baseball. Um, besides the Dodgers at times, they've shown that they can beat and they don't get blown out too often. But yeah, it's just they don't do what they're supposed to do against bad pitching. They, for the most part, have handled bad teams, I would say, to a, mm-hmm. to a better extent than years past. But yeah. they just don't hit bad pitchers, and I don't get it. No, I agree. Earlier in the year, really, especially, it felt like, oh, okay, anytime we play a bad team, we're going to dominate them. Um, we swept the season series from the Reds in seven games. That was awesome. But, yeah, lately it's just been a slog, even against – non-competitive teams um at least we have the d-backs number that's encouraging we went like 500 against them last year so that's uh, definitely an improvement but yeah i mean cores is just like i don't even know it's cursed um for us i don't know how we can't hit home runs there but um other than soto <laughs> yeah i don't know um i i'm a little more confident than you uh, partially because I just think the Brewers are terrible and uh, they won't make a push. And I'm honestly not even that disappointed that we lost the last two games because um, I'm hoping that we get the sixth seed and face the Cardinals in the first round, who we just beat. That would definitely be a series that I would go into thinking, okay, we can definitely win this series. Um if we get the five seed and play the Braves in Atlanta with Freed, Strider, Morton, who even is their third starter? Is it Morton? They have somebody else that's doing really good this year. Yeah. Right. Uh, Kyle Wright. Right. Kyle Wright. Yeah. Freed, Morton, Wright, all have ERAs in the twos. Um, I would not really be confident at all in that series. Would your confidence go up knowing that Spencer Strider is on the IL now? It may not be yes. able to pitch. Yes. Does that just come down? This morning he went on the IL with oblique wow. strain. Okay. There's not okay. a death sentence for him this season, though. It's not a death sentence. No. But, you know. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Oh, dang. We were going to see Strider versus DeGrom this Friday, I think. But uh, that would have been a great matchup. But... That's unfortunate. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that would help. But still, what if they have Morton right behind uh, 
right behind them, right behind Freed and right in that rotation. So it's not exactly much of a step back. He's had a somewhat down year, I guess, this year, but he's been a beast in the postseason. Uh, I think his ERA is like under two in his postseason career. Obviously, uh, won a world championship with the Astros in 2017. But um, I am feeling good about our chances to get to the postseason. Once we get there, though, I don't know. I'm going to be a mess. Yeah, I know. Because, yeah, once you get there, it's a whole different story. And any team can win at any time, really. And I don't, I don't like looking too far ahead. But I am going to look a little bit farther ahead, too. And I say that about the Braves. But also, if we get out of the first round, yeah. whether it's the Braves or Phillies, then it's, okay, do you want to go face the Mets? Or do you want to go face the Dodgers? And well, if we want to the Mets, right? And so then we want to play the Cardinals, right? I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's just such an easier yeah. path to the, so to the CS than it is right. to go through the Dodgers and Braves. I'd rather go through the Cardinals and Mets. And granted, the Mets have good pitching, but they don't scare me like the Dodgers. No, and we beat the Mets. We took what four out of seven, five out of seven from them. Yeah, this we year. won the series. Yeah. So. Um, and that was pre-deadline. And so Soto absolutely destroys them. That's true. That's true. And at least guy. Yes. Um, so that would be big. I can already see Soto homering enough to grow him. Yeah. <sighs> Dreams. Um, <laughs> I've already booked a ticket, a plane ticket home for the NLDS. So how confident i am i'm not actually that confident it's a refundable ticket but um (laughs) but yeah i I sure hope uh i sure hope we get there that would be electric i mean neither of us has ever been in petco park for a playoff game i don't know maybe i did when i was like four years old but i can't remember um so we sure as heck haven't seen a playoff atmosphere even on tv from petco park well you were at you were at the first post-deadline game, and that's got to be the most hype Petco has ever been. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I, I did go to the post-deadline game this year with Soto and Bell and Drury, and obviously that game was absurd. But, yeah, it was just crazy when Soto came out and you know, everyone standing ovation. Like, the whole ballpark was just, like, waiting. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But nothing, nothing like playoff pitch. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the closest that I can picture – and this is just off the top of my mind. The closest game that I can remember seeing Petco Park being insane was when Eric Hosmer hit that home run last year against Cincinnati yes. and we thought we were a playoff team. And, <laughs> yes. and it was one of the first games in which the fans could all be back. Right. Yes, um, yes. Reopening. That was insane. Yeah. yeah, that weekend was ridiculous. But other than that, though, no, I, can't, I don't have anything to compare it to. I really don't. Yeah, gosh, man. That's such a different time. We swept the Dodgers at home. That's wow. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty wild. the The biggest atmosphere I've ever been to at Petco Park wasn't even a Padres game. It was the WBC game where the U.S. beat Puerto uh, Rico. I think Brandon Crawford hit a triple. Yeah, that was that was the best atmosphere I've ever been at at Petco. Which is sad, obviously, because I've gone to hundreds of Padres games, and the one. That's the best. wasn't even a Padres game. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I cannot wait for the playoffs. I am going to be such a nervous wreck, though. Um, although, I don't know. Like, I will, but also I feel like I'm 
I'm almost expecting next year to be better than this year. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way, but this year just doesn't feel like our year. You know, I would love it, obviously, if we won the World Series, but it's so much has gone wrong this year from the Tatis motorcycle injury to obviously the PEDs to, you know, the Soto and Bell struggles after the trades. Hater, obviously, the same. Um, Manaya crumbling. Like, there's just been so, so, so much that's gone wrong. It just doesn't even seem like it's, it's almost, I don't know, because last year at this point, it felt like, wow, everything's, well, not maybe at this point, but um, a month prior to this point, it felt like, wow, you know, everything's going right. This is our year. We're like dominating. We could go all the way. And yet somehow we're way better than we were last year, this year, even though it seems like complete opposite, like everything's gone wrong. Yeah, because this the the difference between last year and this year is last year we were at a peak, and then the valley was, you know, to the core of the earth. <laughs> but this year it's been we've just kind of been riding a mesa, you know, right. we're just kind of staying flat, and and you know we have a peak, and then we have a little bit of a valley, but it's more of you know going over a boulder and you know going through some grass. Like it's nothing. Nothing's been terrible, like in terms of record and and how we've been playing. I think the thing that gives me more confidence this year than next year is I just trust our starting rotation better than I am going to next year. And it's not to say that Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove don't give me confidence in a playoff series next year because they do. But next year we're going to lose a lot of innings with Clevenger, Manaya, and potentially Nick Martinez. And so that's why this year I feel like is gives me more confidence in a regular season standpoint. Now, obviously, who knows what happens? This you don't want Jay Groom starting a fourth game of a playoff series. You know, I do want Jay Groom starting a four game. I, I like him a lot. I actually do. Really? But no, I do. I, do. I think he's going to pitch at innings for us next year for sure. But um, in all seriousness, without you know, he, I just trust our path to the postseason this year more than I do for next year. Hmm. And maybe I'm being a little naive, but I just feel like I like, there's going to be a lot of holes next year to fill and maybe we fill them and I feel confident, but what are the teams like the Braves doing? They have holes. They have a Michael Harris, the third. Yeah. We don't have that. That's so, we don't have that. Oh, maybe. And that's what we, we don't. That's the thing. Okay. Well, you don't know that though. Dude, Eggy for freaking MVP. Yeah, that's the sad thing. Yeah, MVP of like, like know, league. little. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't trust our our farm system to help out, which means we have to go alternative routes and right. and also we can't that's we me. can't make blockbuster trades anymore. No, like well, our biggest trade. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, you can't. No you can I never mean, say never with Preller, but. We certainly don't have the uh, acquisition power that we had the last few years. I have to say, and I don't want to turn this too much into a, a future outlook podcast because we will obviously have one of those post postseason and World Series. But in a way, it kind of makes me happy that he's going to have to be smart 
for once <laughs> and not just throw away everyone we have to get big names. Like he's actually going to have to use analytics and go after guys that they think can be better with us and not just a bunch of proven guys who seemingly have to go downhill because they've you know been so freaking good that, you know, I don't know. It kind of also gives me hope that he's going to go have to find someone to play left field that's smart or, you know, to come in the rotation as a flyer and we have to develop him or we screw it. Like, right. I don't know. I, I just, in yeah. a way, I think it could be beneficial. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, It's been a roller coaster the last few years with the trades. Most of them seem good on paper. Some of them just completely flop. I don't know. I I will say that I'm not actually that worried in our starting rotation. I was before we extended Musgrove. But now that we have Musgrove, Snell, Darvish at the top in some order, um, I'm really not that worried. I think Niebla is a great pitching coach. Um, I think the work he did with Gore was huge. Um. So, yeah, I think I think our starting staff will be fine next year. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We should rein this back into this year. What's your uh, rotation at this point for a playoff series? Um, really quick. Uh, the Mariners just extended Luis Castillo. Oh, wow. Five years, $108 million. Hmm. That's not very much. And then a, a vesting option for a six-year that can take it to 133 Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, so you said for the playoffs, right? Yeah. So if I'm going into a playoff series, assuming we play all three games in the first series, I think it's pretty obvious. Tell me if I'm wrong. I think you have to go Darvish, Snell, Musgrove. Yeah. Um, I just think that seems like fairly set in stone. Yeah. And then when you, if we can get to the division series, then you put Clevenger there and. You don't let Clevenger go super deep, you know? You, right. you two times through the order, and maybe if he's rolling, you give him the next inning. But, you know, I don't let Clev go super deep, nor, and we had talked about this off the podcast, nor am I completely confident in letting Musgrove go three times through the order yeah. anymore either. He has struggled recently with that, especially. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree, though, about that. Rotation order. And um, actually, uh, I don't think I mentioned this in the last podcast, but when I was talking with Josh Stein, the Padres assistant GM, I asked him that question and he gave me the same answer. Yeah. Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, and then Clevenger filling in in the next round. Yeah. And it, it does. It, the thing is, it's not like it'd be too difficult to see that. No. And the thing, too, though, that I will say is we are going to have to be carried by pitching in this postseason. Because on paper, you can look at our offense and be like, yeah, they should be good, but we're just not. And so we have to carry ourselves. Okay, I've got a theory about this. I thought about this in the shower yesterday, or maybe a couple days ago, where all great ideas come from. What is our offense's problem? Our offense's problem... Don't overthink it. Okay. Well, the offense's problem is getting runners in. No, from scoring positions. It's not what you're supposed. To, our offense's problem is that we're too passive. Oh, 
Well, yeah, I mean, but that kind of ties into that too. Though we're too passive, especially with runners in scoring position, where pitchers have to throw strikes because they don't want to walk it. All right. Anyway, our offense's problem, as you so unhelpfully didn't say, is that they're too passive, and therefore, when we get into the postseason, and guys get jumpy, you know, and swing it at bad pitches, we will be more aggressive. Like, we will increase our aggressiveness to an acceptable level, where normally teams increase it to an unacceptable level. See what I'm saying? Okay. Kinda. So We're going to be good, this, okay? We're going to dominate. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, okay. In theory, though, our strategy in this regular season isn't bad for the postseason. No, that's true. That's true. It's a better postseason pra- strategy, but they... Chose to implement in the regular season for the whole season and not change it even when we struggled, which is risky. But if we win the World Series, then it was worth it. So Michael Burdar. Yeah, Michael Burdar. There you go. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's interesting. And then so then, game one, we were playing the Cardinals. Yes. Got Darvish on the mound. In Bush. You got, huh? In Bush, right? You got Darvish on the mound. Who are they going to be starting? Wayno. Okay, so they go away now. Then you're doing what? Nola behind the plate, Drury at first, Cronenworth at second, Kim Machado, Profar, Grish. Azokar. Azokar. Okay, fine. Azokar, Soto. Um, Soto, and then Bell at the H. Okay, so what's your lineup if you line those guys up? Uh, Profar leading off. Soto, Manny, probably, it depends on who's hot, but either, so obviously your five, your four, five, six is going to be some order of Bell, Jury, Cronenworth. Um, you would like to have Bell in the four spot there if he's hot against the righty. Um, and then probably Jury, Crony, Kim, seventh, Azokar, eighth, Nola, ninth. Something like that. I'd probably switch Nolan and Zokar, but yeah. Something like that, yeah. Uh, no, actually, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But, um, yeah, I, know, I would tend to agree. The thing is, if, if Bell continues to hit like he's hitting, you have to bat him six, and you go jury four, Cronenworth five, Bell six. Right. Um, yeah, we need Bell to figure it out, because he has not given us any sort of production at any point. No. Like, he hasn't gotten hot. No. At all. He, he was hot for two days when he hit two home runs. Yeah, that was literally it. Right. So, yeah, he's tough to even play right now. Um, but, yeah, so there's that. And then what does the Cardinals go to game two? Is that going to be Michaelis? And then they go to Montgomery. So oh, wait, no, I forgot about What about Montgomery? Yeah, I forgot about him. Hmm, it depends on how much I they think, trust. Oh. Yeah. That's really tough. They actually, you know, the thing is they have a bunch of the same type of pitching right michaelis and wainwright were the are the exact same pitcher and montgomery and quintana are the same pitcher and then flaherty just kind of exists right now right i could see them piggybacking yes montgomery and uh flaherty flaherty i totally agree yeah flaherty coming off injury yeah i could definitely see that as well 
That would be interesting. That would be interesting to see how they plan our, theirs up. Theirs isn't as straightforward as ours. Probably. No, it definitely isn't. I totally forgot about the trade deadline acquisitions because we didn't face them in this series. That's so unfair, man. They get, like, two anonymous left-handed pitchers, and they dominate, and we get, like, the greatest closer of the last five years and the next Ted Williams, <laughs> and they do jack shit. I know. It's ridiculous. But that's why we suck, and the Cardinals are always good. So, um, Yeah, so then we're probably facing a lot of righties, so you know that probably keeps our lineup fairly similar. I don't know. I don't see Myers playing besides a pitch hit against a lefty or something. Um, I don't see Alfaro playing. Who did he hit I, his homers off of in the wildcard series? Who? Myers. Myers? Ponce de Leon um, was one of them. Yeah, was he's not even, even in the league anymore right now. And the oh, other no. one? No, he just got DFA'd like a week ago. Um, <laughs> actually, he might have signed. It doesn't matter. Um, and the other one? I don't remember. I don't know. It probably wasn't somebody. Ponce, he took, Ponce he took down the line. Yeah, that was the hanging curveball, like up and in. Yeah. He hit right. it right off the and western. And then... To center. Yeah, yeah he hit one to center. Was. I don't know. I think it was off a of righty, though. I think so, too. Um, but yeah, so don't see Myers playing much. I don't see Alfaro starting again. No, heck no. Um, God, he uh, swung and missed at a slider like by his head. Like an up and in <laughs> slider. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. He's he's really bad right now. He just He's he's a sole pitch hitter. Um, and then Campy, obviously, will probably start the third game of the series. Let's go, baby. Um, my catcher. Yeah, yeah. No, honestly though, Campy's been really good with Musgrove, and he's hitting. So, um, and he's also like a aggressive. He's such a different approach than everybody else on the team, except for maybe, yeah. maybe Machado. No, that's very true. So yeah, so then you got a Zocar against Wainwright. I think that's the only position that could be in flux. Yeah. So you have a Zocar. Against Wainwright, I think that's you're right. That's probably a lock. Yeah. And then assuming it's Mike. I, I mean, Blaze, unless Grisham goes off in the last couple of weeks and Zokar slumps. Yeah, but then you have to go Zokar again. I just got to start Zokar all three games. I mean, Grisham figures it out. Grisham's just been terrible. You can't play him right now. No, he, he looks so bad when in he a got that spot start the other series. day. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Struck out three times. Um. Yeah. No, Zokar is. He's great. He's great. He's got a good approach. Obviously, he's not going to hit, you know, 280 forever because his bat is insanely high. But he hits line drives. He goes the other way. Um, I would I would rather have him up in a runner on third, one out situation than literally just about anyone else on the team. Yeah, because you don't you trust him to just put the ball in play, and he does a really good job of in those situations getting on top of the ball. Right, and he doesn't pop up. He doesn't hit. Fly balls too often, right? You know, even on pitches, he, he totally should. knows his strengths. Yeah, and he plays. He's he's really been. Uh, I don't want to say an unsung hero this year because we've had a lot of guys step up this year that we weren't expecting to. But he's been not just some random one month hero guy. Totally, like he's he's legit. Yeah, he's a major league player in my opinion. Yeah, which is awesome. Um, he may not be Michael Harris the third, but. He's good. No. Um, it's funny. I'm just thinking now, like, his approach 
his approach is perfectly built for his swing. Like I, he's really, um, you know, he's, he's swings aggressively, but at the same time, you know, he knows when to take a walk and he knows which pitches, you know, to swing at early in the count and which pitches not to like, it's funny because he's obviously not a power hitter. He doesn't even have a home run yet. Um, He's not trying to hit home runs. And yet, like, the the guys in our lineup that are trying to hit home runs, you know, Soto, Machado, Bell, Drury, down the line, they seem to also kind of have that punch and Judy approach. You know, if you're going to be a power hitter, you have to be aggressive for, you know, pitches down in the zone. Machado has, he swings at the first pitch a lot when it's in the zone, which is good, obviously. But the others, like, I don't know. It seems like their approach doesn't really match their uh, swing profile, whereas Okar's does. I don't know if that makes sense. That is a very fair statement. No, it does. It's a very fair statement. And the the last thing I'll say about Okar is you look at him, he's an extremely high BABIP guy. Right. This year especially, right? But he's... Been a high BABIP guy his whole career. Yeah, I saw that. So, I saw that as well in the minor leagues, yeah. Yeah, so there's something to that because if you're a high BABIP guy, that usually means that you either get lucky or, and there's a mixture of luck in Azokar's play as well, but are you lucky when you have a swing path and an approach that is line drives the other way right. that allows you to get a bunch of blue pits? Like, it's not like he's, you know swinging out of his shoes and he's getting these blue pits that fall in the triangle. Right. Like he's fighting pitches off good pitchers pitches and they're dumping down. And I guess, I mean, if you do that consistently your whole career and that's your approach, then you should be a high Babbitt guy, right? Right. Like, and that's he's fast. Too. Acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, don't need to talk too much more about Jose Zocar, but he's a viable piece and he's not someone that I, either, that I also see letting the moment get too big for him. Totally. No, especially after that one walk he had, um, against Arizona, best out of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, he's, I, I, yeah, he's a lot higher on his lit on my list of who I trust at the plate than he probably should be, but that speaks a lot to both his track record in the few months that he's been up and also how badly everybody else is struggling. And it's funny because we know so much about our organization and the players in them. I honestly barely knew anything about him when we we made the opening day roster. He wasn't even a guy that was on my radar as like a potential. Yeah, no, I'm going to be honest. I was like, I was pretty surprised when he made it. I, I vividly remember, um, at a spring training game this spring, seeing him like overrun a ball and play it into a, I was either a triple or an inside the parker. I think it was an inside the parker. Um, and I thought at the time, like, well, you're not doing your fa- yourself any favors there, buddy, like to make the roster. And then he did make the roster and he's been great. So I, uh, I hereby rescind my, my criticism of you, Ozokar. I'm sorry that I've doubted you. That's funny. So kind of the last thing that we haven't, touched on is our bullpen yeah which has been a massive strength yes especially as of late right yeah they nick martinez imploded but like you look at our bullpen and when they allow runs it's one guy right you don't have multiple guys struggling yeah. at once we've exactly. had one guy struggling 
at one time. And usually he figures it out pretty quickly. Hayter was probably the only exception here in the last month and a half. But the thing that I really like now is now that Hayter's back and Hayter's back to himself and right. his sinker is filthy and you know he's actually throwing it. Um, you have – tell me if I'm forgetting anyone. Robert Suarez, Nick Martinez, Luis Garcia, Adrian Morajon. Who am I forgetting as Pierce. an eighth inning guy? Pierce Johnson. So you have five guys that can pitch in the eighth inning of a ball game. Right. Like legit eighth inning. Morajon probably will not, but he can, and he has, and he's done it well. I just – I'm losing a little bit of confidence in him yeah. uh, in terms of that role for a playoff game. Needless to say, we have four, if you take out Morajon, legit seventh, eighth inning guys. Yeah. Which means in a playoff series, that's who you're going to see in the fifth inning. Right. Right. And we're not even talking about Nabil Chrismat. Who's not even on the roster right now, yeah. He's not even on the roster. And granted, it's more of a rest situation for him. He's got a lower area than most of those guys. Most of those guys. Like, our bullpen is stacked. Who else is there? Obviously, Craig Stammen's not going to make the the postseason. Tim Hill. Tim Tim Hill has been... Been he's been dominant. Yeah, he's been dominant. Mr. Like, Palomar have... College product. Let's go, yes. alumni. And, uh, yes, sir. Biggest one we've ever had. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, we've our bullpen is filthy. And, and okay, I shouldn't say that. It's not filthy. It's they just get good. the job done. Yeah, it's just good. They attack. They don't walk guys. And the only time we get into trouble is when we walk guys. Yes. Granted, that's with every bullpen probably, but that's the only time we've gotten into trouble lately. When we throw strikes, they're not hitting home runs off our guys. No. Besides Nick Martinez. And that was, yeah, that was just bad. He clearly didn't have it. Went 3-0, cut her down the middle, strike one, cut her down the middle, deposited. But, yeah. Um, I, I'm very confident in our bullpen, which is good because I'm also confident in our starters. So, therefore, yeah. I'm confident in our pitching. <laughs> I'm not at all confident in our is... offense, but that's no. okay. And in the playoffs... What is the formula? Pitching, pitching and defense pitching and wins championships, yes. And our defense is good. Our defense is definitely good. Soto, Soto has been playing better. Soto was probably the weakest link Yeah. Uh, defensively, statistically, and he's played significantly better here than he has in his entire career defensively. Um, so, and, and that was, I forget which coach. It might have been Matt Williams, but apparently they've been working a lot. Him and I think Soto, Macias. One of the coach. What was it Macias? Okay. So him and Macias, and I thought it was one of our base coaches. Um, yeah, they, they've been working a lot. And, you know, he, he's not insane. But you've noticed that he's – yeah. there's no – you're not worried about him. Right. And he, no. I kind of was in the beginning. No, I was. Yeah. And he, he didn't – the first couple of weeks, yeah, he misplayed a couple of balls pretty badly. Yeah. But, um, no, he's, he's better now. All right, so you good? Yeah, I think I'm good. Should we wrap it up? Right. Yes, sir. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to uh, Painting the Padres. Make sure to hit us up on Instagram at Painting the Corners Pod and Twitter at the PTC Pod. So, uh, yeah, that does it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Talk to you in two weeks when we're in the playoffs, baby. Let's, Let's go. go.